were unaware of the dangers facing their children. A 2010 survey found that just 8% of parents felt they had a good background on the dangers of repeat concussions. More than a third said they knew virtually nothing about concussion risks, while fully half said they didn't even know whether their children's school had a policy detailing when a student-athlete could return to play after a concussion. Other studies showed that this was a particularly bad time for parents to be ignorant about the dangers of concussions. A silent epidemic of these unseen brain injuries among kids had been exploding right under our noses. And nowhere was that more true than on the nation's playing fields. In just ten years, visits to the emergency room for concussions among eight- to thirteen-year-olds had doubled, while visits among fourteen- to nineteen-year-olds had more than tripled, a 2010 study showed. And that was just the tip of the iceberg, experts warned, since it didn't include all the kids who were seen by their family doctors or had never even told anyone about their symptoms. It was clear that the public had to be warned and educated about the danger of injuries that had long been dismissed as dings and bumps on the head. The concussion crisis lays out the history of how we came to underestimate the damage resulting from jolts to the head and how scientists over the last couple of decades began to recognize that there was an emerging silent epidemic of brain injuries, especially in sports. While nobody knows exactly how many concussions occur, estimates by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention range anywhere from 1.6 million to 3.8 million sports-related brain injuries in the United States annually. Those CDC estimates don't include concussions from accidents such as playground falls and bicycle collisions. Whatever the actual number of concussions is, one thing researchers do know is that nearly a quarter of a million new patients turn up each year with long-term deficits resulting from these so-called mild traumatic brain injuries. In the following pages, you will see how the epidemic was able to explode unseen into a major public health crisis. It was partly because of the invisible nature of the injury. We didn't understand how people could develop life-altering deficits as the result of something that didn't even show up on a brain scan. Making matters worse was the macho attitude threading throughout our culture. We figured that Anyone who complained about issues related to simple bumps on the head was either a sissy or a malingerer. Nothing can convey the menace of concussions more clearly than the heartrending stories of people whose lives have been irrevocably changed by these seemingly minor injuries. In the pages that follow, you'll read about individuals like the 12-year-old boy who was so disoriented after a concussion that he couldn't even recognize familiar faces for almost a year. The college football player who had to drop out after a series of concussions made schoolwork impossible. The Ph.D. economist whose career was ended after her thinking was muddled by a jolt in a fender bender. Until very recently, many people, including doctors, thought of concussions as a different animal from severe traumatic brain injuries. But as you read the stories of people who survived horrific car wrecks and wartime bomb blasts, you'll be struck by how similar their symptoms are to those experienced by people whose lives have been derailed by repeated concussions. Only in the past few years has science begun to explain why that is so. 
This book will take you into the labs, where cutting-edge research is showing why concussions are such serious injuries. You'll meet the scientists who discovered how multiple concussions could add up and leave the same kind of damage as a single severe brain injury. While all this new science is scary, even more frightening is emerging evidence that concussion damage can remain hidden for years, only to show up later as early-onset dementia. You'll learn how scientists discovered that repeated blows absorbed by boxers set many of them up for neurodegenerative disease, and how a small band of researchers recognized that the boxing paradigm could also be applied to football. What drove these researchers was a need to explain the haunting stories of National Football League players who slipped into early-onset dementia before they even hit middle age. The latest research shows that a single moderate to severe brain injury can result